This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, Metroplex. Thanks for being a Tolo. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On. This is Sean, RJ, and Bobby on your home of the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, and the Dallas Cowboys, where yesterday Brian brought us amazing job reporting throughout this entire thing. Uh, my guys who texted me were correct about the Mike Zimmer delay, saying the deal was not done. Adam Schefter yesterday said the Cowboys even contacted Rex Ryan Super Bowl Sunday morning. Maybe that was to use Rex, know that he would run his mouth on TV and scare Mike Zimmer into taking whatever deal, whatever it is, yesterday, the Mike Zimmer deal got officially completed. Thank God, because if you would have botched your defensive coordinator choice after everything that's happened this offseason and you were to botch your number one selection on just some some petty stuff, then that would have just been a classic Cowboys move. I, I, I would have been fully prepared to come in here and go full Mike Bassick if that would have happened. And so I'm glad it didn't. I, I'm glad they got this straight. And by the way, my, my interesting thought here is how annoyed does Adam Schefter have to be? Like that he goes on McAfee and goes, hey, so here's the thing. They still reach out to it. Like he stands up there, does his report, and then Rex falls right behind him going like, Schefter doesn't know what he's talking about. You got to feel like there's a little bit of uh, how good of a teammate are you being right there, Rex? You're, you're not even giving Adam a heads up that you're about to just completely discount his report. That's a little rough. But I'm glad that... Dallas gets this done with Zimmer. I think Zimmer's going to be great for this team. I, I think that he's somebody who's going to work well with the scouting staff, the other coaches, and uh, Broadus told us yesterday on Love the Star that he's going to get in this week, meet with the coaching staff, figure out who's coming back, who he needs to bring in, and, and kind of move forward from there. Is Broadus a big fan of this? Yeah, he loves Zimmer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they were they were in the trenches together yeah. in Dallas, and so they worked together for several years, and... I mean, obviously, so Brian had said, he's like, I've obviously got some bias here. I like him a, a lot. He's like, but I've seen what he can do. I see how he adapts. I see the way that he coaches guys. And you you just have to ask the guys that he's coached, and they'll tell you how good he is. Look, if they got him uh, and he comes in here with the same kind of uh, personality that he has, like the attention to detail should be higher. Um Will he be able to? Will he lose some players? I mean, who knows? Who knows if he's changed or not? You know, this the the personnel that he has. There's there's a lot of talented players in this defense. This guy can coach anybody. He can coach any scheme. He's a really good football coach. Sound, very sound football coach. The fact that it took this long to get done uh, makes me wonder if what kind of changes are really in store for this team in the front office perspective. 
Dude, right? this, this is the, oh, we're going all in. If you're going all in, why are you farting around with it? If he's open to it, if he's open to the hard-nosed approach from the coaching staff, this is going to be great for Micah Parsons. The 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 egg the a gap pressures that Mike Zimmer likes to bring, and we see how consistently Micah wins rushing up the you know on the interior. I, I think that this will be absolutely huge for him if he's open to being coached the way that Mike Zimmer coaches. Ryan had the statement and quote up from Mike Zimmer on the fan cam and Twitch, crushing it as always. Speaking of all in, Michael Gelkin, fine reporter from the Dallas Morning News. Wrote an article about it. What? What are you making a face for? The, the headline uh, that Mike on his show here is debating who's the GOAT, Michael Jordan or Stephen Curry. I just think that that, was, that caught me off guard when I saw it there. Wow. Uh, Michael Gelkin, yes, he wrote. And, and look, we always say when Gelkin writes something, just take notice because Gelkin is not one to, uh, you know, he's not going to, he, he doesn't write for fan-sided. He's not just going to sit here and uh, throw out his, uh, you know. Fired yeah, fan-sided. definitely shots fired at fan-sided, which is an awful website. Um <laughs> Michael Gelkin, <laughs> Gelkin wrote Gelkin wrote yesterday about Jerry's all-in statements, uh, and you're starting to get the sense that it's a whole lot of talk. Will be all is in. what it is. Is that in fact, really? Michael says that hey, there's a real chance that all-in proves to be all talk. That was his quote in this, and he said the the thought process is that all-in means more like yeah, we're all in on getting Lamb's deal done and getting Dak's deal done and getting Micah Parsons done. That's what we're all in on, and that it's less about we're going to go out there and spend like drunken sailors on the free agent market or whatever else. He said anyone hanging on to Jerry Jones's all-in comments may consider loosening that grip. Only believe it if it happens. And so that sounds like Gelkin's feeling from the organization is hey. All in was a little bit of a a loose term. Yeah. That, that's not necessarily. He includes a quote from uh, Will McClay think, here. I don't think all in is a loose term. I think all in is pretty definitive on what it means. Well, he said. Well, he's got a quote from Will McClay here where he said, "I think what he meant by all in was we're going to turn over the stones. We're going to do what we've got to do to give us an opportunity." It's like okay, that sounds like definitely pulling back. The a quote little from bit. Stephen in there where Stephen was like, "We've been all in. We've been all in." It's what you said about them. Resigning yeah. their own guys. Yeah, they resigned. That's their, their def- You know what the Cowboys are to me right now? They're the family member that, like, you have to see once in a while, but, like, mentally in your mind, you're, you're done with them. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to invite you to any family events. Maybe we'll see each other at someone's birthday. Like, we're, we're, we're connected. Like, we're the home of the Cowboys. So, like, that's the relationship. But, like, I'm just so, I'm so disgusted, done, and sick of them right now. Like, I, and, and I, and I don't want to, f- fall for training camp hype and love and storyline. I just, I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear any of it. I'm fed up of you. I'm sick of you. Keep your distance. Don't talk to me unless, you know, we have to speak at a funeral or something. We're, we're, <laughs> we're related. We are connected. We're related. We are, we're distant family because we are the Dallas Cowboys flagship and we have the relationships and the shows, but I'm just, I'm fed up and I don't want to hear from you. I'm sick of you. That's I, how I feel. I get one of those funeral hellos. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, this season felt like a funeral at the end. So, I mean, you know, that's that's kind of the time to talk about it. I do hope that we get more of the line that Steven gave at Senior Bowl, which is we have to prove it. Like, we have to prove it to you guys. We, you know, at, at a certain point, you can't just keep saying we're doing the right thing 27 years into this, yeah. in this drought. So, I hope that's more of the approach. Like I said yesterday, I think the big line from them this year, the big push this year in the past, it's been physicality, toughness, oh, offense, limiting interceptions. That's what we're doing. I think what you're going to get is player-driven leadership. I think that that's the big thing. And it's it's funny, with that being an issue, Brian brought this up yesterday that I thought was interesting, the idea of McCarthy, you know how he does those weekly captains? 
until the playoffs that he's got weekly captains. Like, it, okay, if you want player-driven leadership, you might need to change that. You you need to start at the beginning of the season and say, these are our guys. These yeah. are your leaders, and these are the guys that you need to look to as You as can't make a leader. You you either – it's like right. Amar Rashad told MJ, you either are or you ain't. You can't just say, all right, we really want you to, like, become a leader. Yeah. If you have it – if that person you think has it within themselves and they're just – keeping quiet because they're a rookie or second year, then, like, yo, man, it's time to vocalize it. You're a natural-born leader. You can't make one. You can't create one. You either are or you aren't. So, like, focusing on, you know, development from within, I I don't care about that. You either acquire it or you have more of it from your coaches cracking down. That's That's the only way I see it happening. Oh, I think you'll figure out quickly who's the the hire of Zimmer. I think will be a quick indication of who you have and who you don't in that respect. I, I think they'll they'll start to figure it out quickly. That's why I honestly love. I think that's the difference between. By the way, any of this a Dak Prescott indictment, or is it unfair to you know put all the leadership weight on his shoulders because that's the only thing we ever talked about with Dak every single year: leadership, leadership, leadership. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about all the leadership problems. How much? You know, how unfair fair is it to say, yo, man, I thought you were like this great all-time psychologist? Um, that's a good question. I mean, if you think about it, like, just just take the Chiefs. You know, they, they, they just want, obviously, they just win, all right? They had sideline blow-ups quite a bit this year. To the point, you know, against Buffalo, they lose. They look like children, you know, just are bickering on the sideline. Kelsey blows up in his head. doesn't matter because Mahomes just Mahomes it, right? You know, so a lot of times... Your culture is your quarterback. That, and that's what it is. Your culture is however good your quarterback is. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't win this the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, a lot of, we're probably a lot of us. They don't make the playoffs. We're talking about dysfunction within the family, but we don't sp- say a word about it because Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things. It's like this uh, Warriors story that Draymond got really upset about when Stephen A. kind of said, "Does any of this speak to Steph's leadership?" That Draymond Green continues to act like this and get out of control, and you got Clay Thompson issues and Andrew Wiggins and coming in like, I don't know. I just was wondering. Yeah, I, I had asked somebody with the team once a couple of years ago when we were the, the line has always been there about Dax leadership and stuff, and I just had asked them like I was cultivating opinions, and I was just asking somebody like, hey, what do you what do you think about Dak as a leader? Like like, and they had told me they said the only thing you need to know about Dak as a leader is. Think back in 2020 that when Dak broke his ankle and was basically removed from the facility, he said it was about three weeks of him being gone before things started blowing up with leaked reports about how much everybody hated each other. Like, that's how important Dak is to keeping things stabilized. And to answer my own question, like, yeah, I think it's unfair to, you know, uh, expect him to deal with Micah and everyone. I do think he's a fantastic leader. I do. Um, but they need they need more of them because uh, it's obviously, in my opinion, uh, missing. Uh, speaking of leadership and quarterbacks, Merrill Hodge, who we had on at the Super Bowl, was asked about Caleb Williams. Now, what do we say about Merrill Hodge's track record? Let's see. He did not like Vince Young. He said he wouldn't take Vince Young in the first three rounds. Yes. He also said Brian Brom was going to be a much better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, lie detector turned out to be that was a lie. So Manziel. I don't remember. I think he was out on Manziel. Manziel's. I think he was out on Manziel. He's a he's a very big, above the head. What kind of uh, what kind of like personality do you have? Are you, you know, are you a high football IQ guy? Are you off the field issues? Manziel, there you go with that. 
So this is Merrill Hodge being asked about his scouting report on Caleb Williams. Oh, I've only watched Caleb Williams three games last year, three this year, so I'm only halfway done, okay? The one thing that I that is clear, he is not special. He is not something unique like a Patrick Mahomes, and I hope the Bears don't think, well, let's, let's, let's try to make up for our mistake when we pass up Patrick Mahomes and go get the Patrick Mahomes. The kid is not Patrick Mahomes. Ain't even remotely close to that. It is unfair to Justin Fields. He has had new coordinator, new coordinator, new coordinator. There's no possible way you can know about your guy when you do that. It's the worst thing that can happen to any player, especially a quarterback. Now, when Justin came out, the one thing that I thought he had, he had just inexperience. He just needed more experience. He lacked that. But what I have seen in Justin Fields, from my evaluation, there's enough growth and hope there that I would not lose. I would not let him go because I see enough there. Wow. Mm. Uh, I disagree with him on both fronts. I, look, here's the thing with evaluations of, of players. You can't, like, there's, I, I, yeah, I this can't, is what makes it fascinating. Yeah, I can't criticize anybody's evaluation. It's a subjective evaluation. If you think Drake May is going to be better than Caleb Williams, fine. I'm not going to argue with you at all. Like, history shows that you're probably going to be 50% right. Um, but, you know, like, there's, I, I get I get upset when they start, like, you know, making assumptions about players' character or, or whatever. Now, maybe it's more than assumptions with some guys. You know, maybe it is. I don't think Caleb Williams jumping into the stands to cry in his mom's arms is a big deal. I know there are football guys out there that think it's a big deal. I think that there's only so much that we see, right? So, right. like, I, I think that there's I, – I think that people around the league do have questions about his leadership traits and everything else, and it's just that's what we see. And it, it, it's hard yeah. to – when you hear the bubbling up of that, it, it's hard to see. We didn't see a lot on the surface with Kelvin Joseph when he was coming out, and that's just a local example. Super He's, Bowl champion Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, Super Bowl uh, champion yes. Kelvin Joseph. But they did – that was something that, like, scouts around the league would tell you, like, he's got problems. He's got a lot of issues. And so he doesn't have Kelvin Joseph issues. I don't want to make it sound like that. But Caleb Williams does have people around the league saying there are questions about his leadership traits and who he is in terms of commanding But where I disagree the most with Hodge, you can still hold out hope for Fields. If you don't watch Caleb Williams and see special ability and talent, sure. then I, I, I don't, like, you, you, you lose your football card with me. I mean, it's not hard to see. The freak throws, athleticism, ability, arm strength. Like, it is Mahomes' light in a lot of these plays. I, I would disagree and fight anyone over that. The maturity stuff, separate yeah. category. Yeah, and, sure. and even with Mahomes. Just look at it. Yeah, even with Mahomes, what was destroyed about him coming out? I mean, his mechanics were destroyed because he's, he's very different. Yeah. Even today, they're like, you would not put on a film of Patrick Mahomes and, and teach a high school quarterback how to play the position. No, yeah, because of all the off-platform right. stuff. And... First, first of all, you can't. Like, he's a freak. You would not do that. His his arm slot may not be where it needs to be. His, who knows about footwork, all that stuff. So, like, and I think scouts sometimes miss that. Where does Brock Purdy go from here? And RJ says the Cowboys will represent the NFC in New Orleans next year. Expressway, commercial-free after this. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
This is the Expressway. We are commercial free up until 8 o'clock when the voice of the Mavs, Chuck Cooperstein, will join us to talk about the new additions. They won their fifth in a row last night over Gafford's former team in the Wizards. Ugly game throughout, kind of sloppy, disjointed, and then they turned it on in the fourth quarter, sparked by Jaden Hardy and then Luca after the blood on the floor. And we're going to have Ask Reddit here coming up in about 20 minutes with Bobby Belt, but first RJ Choppy with a Cowboy Proclamation. You, you, you wrote the nice, strong tease, and then I read the email, and it was like them or maybe like two other teams could make it out of the end. Yes, that's just true. Okay. That's true. <laughs> um, but the Dallas Cowboys, uh, I do believe, will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl uh, next year. Wow. Uh, or it could be, like you said, a couple of other teams. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, is, that is generally how it works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want to list to you the following quarterbacks. All right? All right. Brock Purdy. Yep. Jalen Hurts. Heard of him. Joe Burrow. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Rex, Rex Grossman, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, Stan Humphreys. Stan Humphreys. Those are all the quarterbacks since 1993 who lost their first Super Bowl appearance. None of them ever made it back. Wow. Nobody. The last quarterback to lose their first Super Bowl and then make it back was Jim Kelly. That's Elway did it in the 80s and he went back in the 80s so Jim Kelly was the more recent one even though Kel- uh, Elway went again afterwards. None of them made it back. Ever. This is the th- teams will rise up make a Super Bowl and then fall apart. What do all these other guys have in common as well with the exception of Matt Ryan is that no, they all did it, for the most part, on their rookie contract. Okay. Okay? It's a very big deal. Very big deal to be to, to, to take advantage, and this is where the Cowboys messed up because they still had Romo on the books, to take advantage of the rookie contract. Um, so, does it mean that it can't happen and Brock Birdie can't go back? No, because he's only in year two of his deal. So, he's still got uh, – he's only going to be having a four-year deal, right? So, he would only have two more years – but there will be an extension thrown in there somewhere, I assume. So a minimum one more year of a good deal, and then from there you move on. It's just going to be incredibly difficult. These things don't happen. Quarterbacks don't lose their first Super Bowl and then ever go back. But what would be the reason for that? Well, a lot of the reason is a lot of them get paid. Uh, All right, And that's kind of where this is maybe a little bit different because he won't be paid, and he'll still have two more years of not being paid. But the rest of them... I mean, Jalen Hurts got paid the the moment he got out. Uh, Joe Burrow got paid very, very quickly after he made his first Super Bowl. Um, again, it doesn't mean that it can happen, but Philadelphia has a quarterback that's on this list. Detroit has a quarterback that's on this list. And San Francisco has a quarterback that's on this list of guys who lost their first Super Bowl. And historically, that means they have 0% chance of making it back. So, either the Cowboys... Or the Green Bay Packers. And I guess you could say the Rams because their quarterback is not in this because he has won a Super Bowl. Lions? No, Goff lost. <laughs> Goff lost in the Super Bowl in his first appearance, which means he's out. They he, can't make it back. They There's, can't make and, it back. And you saw that three weeks ago when the football gods told him, no, sir, you're let not me, doing it. So me, it's either the Cowboys or the Packers. 
maybe the Rams. Let me ask you a serious question. Uh-huh. Would Vegas apply any of that? Um, I no. can't already tell me. Probably not. Uh, okay. I assume not. Right. I assume not. It's but... interesting. I'm not totally dismissing it. It's interesting. And we're uh, talking 30 years here of... Yeah, of, of, I mean, that's that's no, that's but nothing to sneeze you at. You just threw me like that's the thing that I like. Whenever I've heard the stat, I've always been like, oh yeah, kind of interesting. Like you By running way, what down a dumb term. Like no one ever sneezes at anything to dismiss it. First off, you can't control a sneeze. Nothing to sneeze that's at. That's fair. I, it's a stupid can't. saying. Yeah, it, it's a very dumb sneeze. It's dumb like saying. it's like doing the hand like dismiss. Like get out of here. That's not a sneeze. No one ever thinks a sneeze. No, does they that. don't. They don't. Anyway, back to you. I, I mean, just running through that list of quarterbacks there, I now understand why the list is what it is. You said Rex Grossman, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kerry Collins, Neil uh, Colin Kaepernick, Neil O'Donnell. I'm not stunned. Those guys could have been on rookie contracts for their entire careers, and they're not going back to and, the oh, Super yeah, Bowl. And some <laughs> of them, like you know, some of them were. They they, they were <laughs> they were that, like to me. Yeah. I list, I heard that list, and what I heard from that list is Dak is generally better than just about everybody. You read, and so to almost me, it's everybody. Like, and, and so and Burrow, even Burrow, Burrow almost went back to the Super Bowl the year after he went to the AFC title game, and then he got hurt the year yeah, after. Yeah, and then Golf almost went back this year, but they didn't. I I I, I don't know how consistent. Like listen, like listen, d- I'm tr- I'm trying to help out the good people of Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> have a little bit of faith because we know that all in doesn't mean a damn thing, right? And this is what Jerry means by all in. He's going all in with this stat. And that's it, it's is that it, what it is. That's what it is. This is hopes and dreams. Yeah. And that's what the Cowboys have. All they have is hopes and dreams. I would love, I would love, 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 and I mean this sincerely. I would love for RJ Choppy to be a team's general manager because he would like I would love for him yeah. to like do his state of the team address and be like, look, guys, look, guys, we got this. Nobody's ever as somebody who's lost a deal. We, our our guy has not lost a Super Bowl yet. So he he could still go back multiple times, multiple guys. Times. You gotta understand that. Purdy's not going back. You can yep. eliminate the 49ers. 49ers are not going back to the Super Bowl. I, I'd now. be up there on the podium saying that exact thing. <laughs> the exact thing. How history shows. He'll never make it back. And you'd be doing it in your, your Trump voice. Let's you'd be like, Purdy will not go back. He's not good. He's from California. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do some uh, Super Bowl fallout on the truckwork.com text line. 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053. I have another series of overreactions or not, true, false, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the Chiefs are a dynasty. Oh, no, not an overreaction. They are. They are. Yep, they are. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, it, the way the NFL is, I mean, if they were in, like, uh, the NBA, I probably wouldn't call them a dynasty yet, but in the NFL, absolutely. You win three in five years and you've been to yeah. four in five years? Yeah, you're, you're a dynasty. They have a chance of catching the Patriots. Yes. Um... A, a chance. I don't think a good chance. They went to nine. New England went to nine in 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 the twenty years. Why, why not a good chance? Um, because I think what like I think Mahomes and Brady each had three at the age of twenty eight. Um, so I think that it's it's not something that's impossible, but I just I think that the likelihood of being New England is just it's it's really difficult. It's not like a a slight to him at all, but I mean he what he's like halfway there now. The odds. And so yeah, I don't think the odds are great that he's going to continue to like maintain that into the future. Yeah, um the the different yeah, like the, I I think the issue with Mahomes, he probably won't age like Brady did. That that's that's going to be the issue. He eats too much sugar. Well, it's <laughs> so no, his dad bod. Cuz his I mean he 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 ran what did we say he ran the ball 9 times in that game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean and and he's he's very good with his feet. I I just don't know as he gets to 35, is he going to be able to run the way he does? Mahomes is the second greatest quarterback of all time. 
Uh, that is false. Uh, he is the best quarterback I've ever seen. This is the way Orlovsky phrased it yesterday. He's like, he hasn't caught Tom right. like, in terms of greatness, but he's the best player that Orlovsky has seen. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, you, you could say, it, it, you don't have to be. Like, is Mahomes in a Tom discussion? Uh, like, Tom's, okay, so this is the same thing. Like, Tom's had a better career than, than Pat. I don't know if there's any, Tom's had a better career than anybody. Yeah. But, I mean, you could reasonably say that Aaron Rodgers is better than, than Tom, more talented, or Peyton Manning's more talented, but they didn't have a good career. This is the same thing here. Patrick Mahomes has passed all those guys for me. Now, he's not had the career that Tom has, but I do believe he's a better player. If I was drafting them both, like, I would take Pat. Yeah. I I, I would, Yeah, I, I think that, like, when I look at, when I think of some of the, I think Terrell Davis is one of the best running backs I ever saw in my life. Like, like he, he was right. incredible, but he played for six years and he got hurt, and so it's a limited scope. So, imagine, like, Mahomes' career ended tomorrow. Yeah, you could say that at his peak, he was... One of the best you'd ever seen. He's still, to me, not better than Tom. Like, I mean, I understand, like, skill-wise and everything else, but I think... So you're drafting them tomorrow. I'm t- Tom's mentals are just so above everybody else that we've ever seen in the game. That I th- And I think that matters so much. And so I think that he does everything else really well. I think Mahomes has a lot of physical traits, but I just think what Tom has been able to... Mahomes said it after the Super Bowl the other day. He's like, it's never going to sit right with me that I lost to Brady. Like, I lost my Super Bowl to Brady and lost convincingly. Like, that that does matter. 44-year-old Tom Brady schooled Mahomes in his prime. Brock Purdy is a game manager. Can't put uh, it on his shoulders to win. However you want to phrase it. I don't think Playmaker he's, versus yeah. more of he needs everything around him. I don't think he's a game manager. I, I do think that, um, okay, so like. Where Orlovsky yesterday was dead wrong. He was talking about how great of a game Purdy played. You're kidding. And, Orlovsky was wrong. And Stephen A. and Shannon were like, what were you watching? He's like, he was their best offensive player. And they're like, uh, no, McCaffrey. And he did not play great. And no, he did not play great. No, I don't think he's he trying to cover up for calling him a game manager first. And then McAfee embarrassed him and called him out and caught him. Mina Kimes caught him too yesterday. Say, no, Dan, you did say this in the past. And now he's trying to make up for it and go the other way. I know what he's doing. Always trying to move the goalposts. Yep. That's what he does. Yeah, I, I think the end zone. I think Purdy's issue is. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Ryan, you're going to need to get a fan replay of Sean just spilling water all Been over there. himself. Missed the water bottle. Been there. I need um, to get out of here. All right. He's not well. He's unwell. Today. He is unwell. Uh, this is the same thing that you know any any quarterback that doesn't have that laser rocket arm. Arm. The moment that it, when some when Josh Allen's late. With his timing, he can still fit the ball in there. You know, so can Mahomes. You know, Purdy may not be able to. And that's the problem in the playoffs. Like, you've got to be able to play off schedule, and you've got to be able to play late. And I, I don't know that he can play late when they're clicking. Like, it's very difficult. And that's not a Shanahan thing. That's a that's a that's something some things the other defenses do. And it could be a Shanahan thing too. But when he's late, it's it's going to have problems. Is is Purdy as good anywhere else other than San Francisco? Probably not. But. I still think he's very talented, and I still think he makes their offense better than other guys do. I think he, I think it's just a hand meet glove type of scheme fit. But I do think Purdy's like top ten quarterback comfortably. Like I, I think you can call him that. Um, and so no, I I don't think game manager is exactly true, but it is a perfect scheme fit. By the way, you mentioned Josh Allen there. I think that was one of Sean's big takeaways. Was we were walking around Radio Row in Vegas, and oh. when Sean passed Josh Allen, Sean was just like. Dear God, what a unit this guy is. He is a monster. He, so you finally posted your Sam Hartman pick. Yeah, I was trying. You know, Sarah wanted to, to edit all my picks. She doesn't let me post them until I edit them. <laughs> until she puts a nice little filter on them. 
uh, because I'm ugly. I did the same thing with my kids. Yeah, so I'm ugly. So I, I, you know, yesterday I was like, all right, I'm, do I'm, you? I'm, yeah, monitor their social media posts. No, but you edit. You like edit. <laughs> no, no just monitors. She monitors. Monitors. Uh, I, I just wanted to get all my photos in. I, I you hadn't had time. I like to post them in one group thing instead of uh, just throwing. I don't you know. I did love your lead photo in the group of pictures though. Was Sam Zach? Of course it was. Mm-hmm. It was, it was he's a, he is a zaddy. He's I had, beautiful. He is a gorgeous man. Holy cow. Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. Not even the greatest tight end in that game we just played. That was George Kittle, bro. I'm just kidding. George kidding. Kittle was a sale at five below. That's what his stat line was. Um, pro- yeah, probably. 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 Yeah. probably. I mean, I just, I, I, like, Gronk was incredible. Tony Gonzalez was incredible. So, I mean, he's he's right there in that conversation. But, I mean, he's what? It's that Mahomes to Kelsey is now Montana to Rice of our generation. I believe so. My real question was, does it feel right and comfortable to put Travis Kelsey in the same sentence as Jerry Rice? He passed him for the playoff marks, but I just, like, I can't bring myself to do it's it. Different, it's hard because of the different positions. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's hard to do it. Yeah, and, I mean, what did, when did – you're talking about perfect mismatch, what Kelsey does to defenses, whereas Rice played in an era where they were allowed to mug you still at receiver. Yeah. Like, if you, if you had a ch- an opportunity, a choice – where you could take the best wide receiver in the game or the best tight end in the game. The way the game is played today, is the number one tight end not the bigger advantage? It's just really difficult to cover an athletic, yeah, good tight end. Because you got either a safety or a linebacker, and you're either going to have a size advantage or a speed advantage. Like I, If you gave me the choice... Best receiving tight end or best receiver? I might take the best tight end. It is a Tolo Tuesday expressway commercial free. Thank y'all for turning it on, leaving it on. Looks like people are back to work today by judging out here on the highways. Glad you're joining us. It's time for Ask Reddit. Do you have a question, Kelly? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? Truckwreck.com, Fantex 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. Also on the Twitch and the YouTube, give us your thoughts there. Thanks so much for checking us out there. We appreciate the YOLOs and the TWOLOs. We're doing Ask Reddit here. This is where we grab the most viral questions from Ask Reddit, the 45 million member forum every week. And we're going to lead off with Sean Sharif because I know he loves it so much. But no, you are going to have an answer for this one, I feel like. I had already decided I was going to lead off with you at Ask Reddit because you made reference to sort of one of the questions earlier today. All right. Sean, you get a billion dollars if you can start a massive argument at your family's Thanksgiving dinner. What's your game plan? How are you trying to start a massive argument at your family dinner? I talk about my brother and my sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> And I win it. You I just, win all the money. Did, do you go in aggressively or do you just bring up the topic and let it naturally happen? Do you try and poke the bear a little bit? What's your approach? Um, I don't know the approach, but it would not take much. It'd be a little spark of a match and it would just go. Uh, all, all I would have to do is probably just say a word to her and it would ignite. <laughs> Can you guys be in a room? Yeah. I in silence, ha- not, next her- to, not next to each I other. I gave her a half hug. I did this all for my 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 my, my parents so they could see all their grandkids together for the first time. Hang on, hang on. I don't want to talk about this too much because <laughs> things are smoothed over. Yeah, there's not a billion dollars actually on my the line mom here. and my aunt are listening. My brother could be listening. I don't want to restart stuff. This is great though because this would be the first time in human history that the guy initiated the side hug. I did. That's and amazing. it's got caught on video. That's amazing. She looked like she wanted her, like her skin to fall off after I touched her. 
I touched her with a half hug, <laughs> and then she looked physically ill. Um, so I, I did it in part for, for that reason. Chop, how are you doing it? Oh, this is simple. Uh, we're, at a fa- we're at a family dinner. I got my sisters, my parents there, while well, my mom, my dad's not there. And I would just simply like just bring up the fact that to my to my mom, who is Miss January 6th, that my sister voted for Biden. That's, that's the easiest way to go about it. And I would just do that. Does and your mom know she did? Or is it like a big Oh, secret? no, she knows, but they refuse to talk about it with each other, and I would make damn sure. Like, hey, let's clear the air, guys. Let's clear the air. Yeah, I would, I would make damn oh, sure wow. that that got brought up. Well, is your dad same political beliefs as your mom? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Can, we, can I vote for him now? Can he vote? How does that work? He doesn't have a oh. vote anymore. Oh, a That's a question. new strategy. Yeah, you got to yeah, get get a demented old man, dad, who stacked the bottle. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think I heard something about that in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. So a, a billion dollars is on the line, right? So I, I'm going to give everybody a cut of this money to to cover over the emotional damage that I'm going to do to start this fight. That, at, at my family Thanksgiving, the way you start the fight is I just start aggressively somehow tying in old stuff about my mom, probably. Like, hey. Remember how, uh, you know, what, what do you think, uh, bro, over here with all your issues? How do you think mom would feel about that? Uh, you uh, know, start one of those. So it and wouldn't then, be like a guilt, like tear fest. It would be anger and a fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'd start getting very defensive of like, wow, that uh, that kind of doesn't seem like what mom taught us while she was here, does it? Does uh, it? Have so, you ever done that? Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. And God. I, a billion dollars wasn't even on the line, and that started to fight very quickly. Wow. <laughs> Peyton, what would you do? Um, it depends which Peyton side would of the- say, hey, uh, you're the brother that no one thinks is related to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he, no, he would, would not ask like dad. That. Dad, what what happened here? Yeah, what, what is, this? <laughs> <laughs> is he really my brother? You know, answer the question. No, it did he hear that by the way, or respond or react? Uh, no, he doesn't listen. So, all he, right, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> and now he's definitely not going to listen. Yeah, um, except for the payload, they all listen. Stop all listen to the payload. Yeah, go be on a front step. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it depends what side of the family you know I'm hanging out with. If it's the mom's side of the family, it's easy. It's politics. You get to bring up politics because you know, they sway different ways. You know, depend on if your it's, mom and dad are different no 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 like if it, like if i was hanging out with my mom's side of the family like, oh. like her dad and mom you know and it could be different politics there but on my dad's side it's different it's religion you, you start bringing up religion because they're, they're they're one kind of a religion you bring up politics and they'll, they'll say yeah well you vote who you vote for whatever you know it happens but religion is something that throws them overboard Loser's mentality. You vote who you vote for. What was a lot of the reactions had to be politics or religion? That's exactly what it is, politics. Because, I mean, everybody naturally has, like, like, you know, it's not typical that everybody sees things the same way. So that was a lot of the reaction was uh, you just bring up politics and stuff like that. I opened up my phone here with, like, such trepidation and anxiety (laughs) to see if there's any message or any text. Thank goodness I don't have any. Uh, I slept from the 719. I slept in another room because I found out my... Wife, who my wife voted for behind my back. Gosh. Uh, I asked my mother-in-law about the time she put my hand, her hands on my child. Oh, my I gosh. Bring up politics and then just disagree with everything that's said. Yeah. That's the easy one. You can gaslight the hell out of people. Yeah, that, that, that one you can screw around with. And uh, we're screwing around a lot here on Ask Redditch. Uh, RJ Choppy, what is something that is really popular right now that's going to be ridiculous in five years? Oh, man, how do I answer this without getting in trouble? <laughs> um... What's something non-political that will be ridiculous uh, 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 in five years, Chop? Uh what? God, that's a great question. So I was thinking, I was thinking something along the social media lines, but I don't think that's going to actually take place. I, I will say, um, I'll say the, I'll say TikTok. Ooh, I, I think t- it's, it's, something else will be used. 
Something else will be used that will take uh, its place. Now, Snapchat. Snapchat. Snapchat's kind of. There's still some pictures, though. People who randomly bring up Snapchat to me, and they're like, hang on, here, I'll send it on my Snap. And I was like, you have Snapchat? I thought that was just for, like, horn balls. Yeah. (laughs) It can be. Yeah, you guys were like super like you have Snapchat. Yeah, when you found out I have Snapchat. You That's guys like, like a near cheating thing, like like a little less than a dating app. I thought. No, it started out as like just a like a a, a fun like. Who do you have your snap scores with, Peyton? Do you, do you keep track of those? Still? Oh, it's the Lasombres and the McKenzie. That's it. That's all who I snap. He's, he's he's not snapping DPS to the to the yeah. uh, the Lasombres. It, it, it's more think. of a group thing now. If you get a group people that snap back and forth, it's better than the one on one. Well, th- I was expecting you to come up with a trend or a style or a saying, something that your kids do that goes away. Well, oh, oh I mean, look, they, they, my, well, my kids, they wear Crocs everywhere they go with socks, Crocs and socks. Dude, I hope that dies. I hope the slides with the socks. And that's it. Look, the, the, the thing I get killed for routinely uh, by everybody is how I just, I refuse to accept slides as, as something that people wear. I, I just I don't like them. I, I find them off putting. What do you mean slides? Like the uh, uh, like like the slides, the little like flip flop shoes, basically. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with them? I don't like when people wear socks with them. Oh, socks! I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. socks I, and Crocs. I uh, hate that. So uh, no, that's what the the one that I'll say, and I like them, and and I and my my child likes them, and so I'm going that way. But I don't feel like we're. I, I feel like a year from now, not even five years from now, people are going to be like, "Why the hell were we freaking out about the Stanley Cups?" Like, like, why did we need, like, oh. uh, why did everybody need one? After everyone has yeah. lead poisoning? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, except that great one that we, uh, we we saw at Super Bowl. But, yeah. uh, no, I, I think that that one is one that I think will be over pretty quickly. Like, like I, everything yeah. is about, I am hoping we don't hear on God much longer, just because that one's just, especially typing it out, ONG, like we've talked about before. I don't like that one very much. Pepe, you have a craze or something that will be gone in five? Stanley Cup is something I thought about, uh, you know, originally, but I'm going to go with pickleball. I, I think it's a hype right now, and I think, I think it'll be gone in five years. We'll, we'll find another game that we, you know, just make up and just come up with. It. So I'm going to go with pickleball. Slam yeah. ball. You'll do slam ball yeah. next. Great creative We'll, we'll bring back dodgeball or something like that, which we need to, I like by the it. way. Uh, my dude underscore 10 on uh, the Twitch says, hey, slides and socks are good. I'm already getting killed for the slides and socks perspective. A lot of people love that. think that that's good. Uh, Alex M on the YouTube just writes, ONG, probably just to troll me on oh God. God baby. Uh, you got anything, Sean, or are you just uh, too disconnected from society, uh, from, from hip culture? I'm definitely too disconnected from <laughs> hip culture. I'm relying on the tolos and the answers on Peyton Russell. Mm-hmm. What's your comfort show? Like, what's a show that you just like? This is a great this question. Is easy viewing because we all have comfort, comfort foods and other thing else. I, I've got an easy one for this. But, Peyton, what is your comfort show to just have on as background noise? And You know, in, in college, it, it was The Office. It was just you could pick any episode and you could just roll. It's just, it's just a vibe. That's you what know, I've been watching on the on the flights. Yep. You, just you going on the free yep. Southwest three or four office mm-hmm. episodes because there's not just a couple episodes where like oh i really i gotta start here or a season you have to start with you can just watch any episode any season it's just a, a pick me kind of vibe and then you just watch it yeah, they can always be in the, <laughs> they can it can be in the background <laughs> well, let's, let's retire pick me hopefully pick me something that's yeah not on in five years me. yeah you're well you're a, you're a d so uh, I, what's your I, comfort I, show sean i i don't seek this out or watch it consistently but when it was on the other day i kept it on and Amanda's like, why are you, you even hit record on this? And I'm like, the Cosby show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not comfortable. That's a trigger warning well, for some. I, I have the ability to, you know, separate some things. I still watch Seinfeld. 
Uh, even though uh, Michael Richards did his thing, Ryan's nodding his head there in the back. He must be a big Seinfeld fan or Michael Richards fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. But no. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> There's no chance of Ryan. He has no idea what you're talking Richards about. He doesn't know what uh, But no, about. Cosby Show, man. Uh, that, that, that felt comfortable. Whether it took me back to childhood, whether it was Heathcliff Huxtable, the whole family dynamic that they were going for. Um, that that was that was very comforting. We got uh, Gasol two four seven on the YouTube says Seinfeld. That's an easy one, obviously, like you just mentioned there. Uh, Steve from Tyler on the Twitch says How It's Made is a great comfort show. I am. This is probably says something about me. Kristen hates that this is the case, but honestly, my comfort show is like Dateline. They're on Dateline. Dateline. Honestly, I I told my therapist yesterday. I said. My perfect day, when we were talking about me going out and socializing, I was like, my perfect day. If the kids were not around and Kristen wasn't out and I just had the day to myself or the week to myself, I said I would go to bed, would not get out of bed. I would just nap in and out and I would turn on a YouTube playlist of Dateline episodes and just be able to like, you know, wake up and watch Wonder a few. Wonder why you can't sleep. Yeah. Fall back asleep. I also love Law and Order. John Mulaney's got yeah. a bit about Law and Order where he says, when did like murder descriptions become the soundtrack to our lives while we fold laundry but it, it's it's, it's true the case, it's just easy you don't have to it doesn't episodes don't carry over nope. you can kind of check in and go why did the millionaire wife kill mm-hmm. her husband what <laughs> happened here yeah. so dateline's the one for me it's seinfeld usually or, or curb now if i'm if i'm feeling like depressed swingers the movie oh that's the one that's my go-to vince vaughn and uh yeah. john favreau because my at no point doesn't matter how bad life is it will never be worse than when Mikey calls that girl 48 times at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> and that is all I need to feel better about myself. Uh, a lot of answers here on the TrueCrack.com. Fantex 469 says Dateline 2020 or 48 hours. Wow. Uh, 214, everybody loves Raymond. 580 says MASH. Uh, 214 says Fresh Prince. Uh, 903 Full House, that's Kristen. Kristen watches Full House or Fuller House. The, those I love two. Martin, too. I love just having Martin on. We, we die laughing to that. All right, Ask Reddit. Commercial-free expressway every Tolo Tuesday here with Sean RJ and Bobby is smirking. Because I saved the most viral one for you. And I didn't even include it in the prep questions oh, that no. I sent over to you. Because I wanted you to, to think about it honestly, Sean. And All I think right. it's a good one. It's, it's, a, it's a big question. It's a little wordy. This is the viral question. Anthony Bourdain once said, quote, there's a guy in my head... All he wants to do is lay in bed all day long, smoke pot, and watch old movies and cartoons. My life is a series of strategies to avoid and outwit that guy. So who is that guy for you, and what do you do to avoid him? Who is the guy that you're constantly trying to put off for making you not achieve your goals, Sean Sharif? I don't understand this at all. It's very complex. It is complex. But the idea being that Anthony Bourdain said that his natural instinct is, I want to be lazy and lay around all day and smoke weed and watch cartoons. That's what my life wants to be. And in order for me to have the life that I want to have, I have to do everything I can to put that guy off. Right. And that that exists within him. So for me, for instance, I'll answer first because I I, I know that that is the guy that I have to put off. Is the guy that wants to lay in bed and watch Dateline and not have to be challenged by things. Is this describing an actual person or you're talking about traits within yourself the trait you within yourself you're trying to defeat in order to achieve your success um like mine's intrusive thoughts like like stuff like stuff that just comes to my head i'm like oh what if i just did this or it's something negative like ne- negative thoughts really but intrusive thoughts what came to my mind first here that's a good answer my mine is honestly it's intrusive th- thoughts like what 
Um, like, like if, uh, you know, I'm texting a buddy and he's like, you know, he said he's driving, he's not texting me back or not calling me back. It's like, oh my goodness, he got in a wreck or something. Or like if McKenzie's not calling me or texting me back, something happened to her. Just something like that, that immediately goes to my mind first. Yeah. Mine is, uh, mine is just in general, like there's comfort in, uh, not even trying something like, like, like you don't have to worry about failing. Right. So that 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 one who's just like comfortable just like hey i can just coast and not have to like if i don't try i don't have to fail that's the guy that i have to push off internally and just say like all right like i've, I've got to do everything i can to fight that thought of if you don't try you don't fail you you, you don't have to worry about missing any shots that you don't take I, generally i don't have a whole lot of things going on in my mind <laughs> this is real it's too deep for us um i i don't think of things like i'm, not, I'm generally pretty positive I will say this. I do, and this is a, a blessing and a curse. I do get into a lot of fights in my own head about what I would say to somebody in a situation, or what I should have said to somebody, but I don't. Like Walchuk? For self-preservation. No, no, not Walchuk. Um, <laughs> I think he said everything he wanted to say. I think there. I said everything yeah, I wanted to say to him. the buffet. <laughs> uh, but no, like, I, you know, it, just in general, like, I've, you know, thought about, oh, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to demand this. I'm going to demand that. And I never do it. And there's a reason why I never do it. Because I don't want the aggravation of doing it. Uh, I don't know how much this works against me. I'm sure it will or has, and I'm not, I don't even know. I have, like, this big right. Like, if you – how do I describe this? It's <laughs> like if you are on the opposite side, like, you're, you're like, my enemy. Oh, you know, it, yeah. it's a very – it's a very – you're with me or against me type of mentality. Bunker mentality. Yeah, it's like, and I, and I, like, Jesse Holly once texted me or he said to me, he's like, you're, you're, you're like Michael Jordan. And I was like, oh, thanks, I'm great and I'm <laughs> awesome. He goes, no, you're petty. <laughs> he goes, you take a little slight and, like, you magnify it and blow it up. And sure. I, I know that that's, part of me likes that I do it. I don't really know the part that I dislike, but, like, people who left this radio station and did not, like, I thought we were friends and we didn't have real discussions about it. Like real, real discussions. Yeah. I view those people as like my enemy now and mm -hmm. I root for their failure. And I'm like, we're not tight. Like the friendship to me, I like take very, very seriously. So if you do something um, that I wouldn't do to you and you choose something over like that loyalty of it, I'm like, I'm just going to write you off and I can make friends easily. I can move on to other people. Um, so I don't know how that holds me back because um, probably in I don't really have any shape. Yeah, probably in networking yeah. it holds you back a little bit. Like I've I've torched so many people in other businesses on this show when they fire me here or give me my one percent raise and I don't take it, I will have a hard time finding employment elsewhere. My my dad who, <laughs> who's worked in this industry <laughs> for as long as I've been alive, even longer, he had told me, and I haven't followed it totally well, but my dad told me he's like. This is an incredibly small business radio. Oh, yeah. He's like, everybody knows everybody or you know somebody. The connections exist everywhere. So he always told me, he's like, don't see for any bridges. Do not just blow up bridges. Do your best to maintain relationships, even at just a professional level. Yeah. Because it's going to burn you down the road at some point. And I didn't take it. it will. I should have. Yeah. yeah. It will. Very deep. Good question to end. Spittle. I just saw this. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is great background. Dude, yes, it I is. watched that on the plane. That was like the easy go yes. to it. Like I, I can just mindlessly. Was drift it with in his kids out. in the car? I turned it off because they were annoying in the back.
It was the first one. I tried diners, drivers, and dives on the plane, but the kid was in the car, and I was like, okay, that's enough. No, I'm going over like, to. He was at some like New Orleans thing trying burgers was the one that I was watching. All right, there it is. Uh, very good. Very good edition of Ask Credit during the Expressway. Let's talk about the new look, exciting Dallas Mavericks with the voice of the team, Chuck Cooperstein, next on Sean and RJ. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.